Dr. Claudia Schmucker, welcome to the Lowy Institute and welcome to Australia. You're Thank here you. on a visit to look at Australia's preparations for the G20 and also focusing on the trade agenda. What do you think should be the number one topics, what I like to call the headline items that should come from the Brisbane Summit? Got any suggestions? Well, the first one I think should be on trade. I think it would be really good if we get something out of it for the WTO. I think when we look for headline items, we look, have to look for items that have added values because the G20 countries come together. So if the G20 countries could really agree on an issue where they're all involved, like the Doha round of the WTO, and really get something done, like promise to implement the Bali agreement, the trade facilitation agreement in a short period of time, I think that would be really a headline that's worth it. The second part should be on growth. I think if you get something done on the mutual assessment process, steps ahead, clear recommendations, I think that would be another success of the G20. The problem on the growth one is that many of the issues that have to be done to achieve the increase in growth that G20 finance ministers agreed at their February meeting really deal with some very complex, very difficult, very contentious domestic political issues. How, how can this be achieved in an international forum? A country's going to come along and sign up to agree on very difficult domestic issues just because they're at an international forum? They've got to win those domestic political battles. This is exactly the problem. This is why I disagree that the 2% target was a good idea. I think um, the G20 countries need very concrete steps what they want to implement. They should focus on spillover because, as I said, they need to focus on added value. So if Germany says we're going to change that or do reforms on that, do they really need to do 20 to talk about this? So the focus should be on assessing what kind of impact one economy has on the other and what needs to be done to improve the overall growth. So I think the focus should be on spillovers, not on national individual agenda. Come to a topical issue right now, and it's really the response to what's been happening in Ukraine and Russia's involvement and intervention in Ukraine. We've seen the G7 uh, impose sanctions, including threatening to impose financial sanctions against uh, Russia. Now, the, in some respects, the G20 was meant to supersede the G7. But is the G7 back in town in the sense that we're now seeing it as being a quite a uniform, unifying force towards responding to these developments in the geopolitical sphere? Is that going to impede on the future of the G20? I think the G7 has always been there. They have always been talking. And this is kind of a problem that is immediately concerning G7 countries. It's a European problem, the US is involved, so it was very easy for the G20, G7 countries to get together and have a unified response towards Ukraine. But I think there's really no alternative to the G20. We really need a forum, a global forum, not a Western nationalized industrial forum, a forum where we have emerging market economies, where we have industrial economies that get together to solve global problems. The Ukraine is not a global problem. It's good that we have the G7 but we need to do 20 to really tackle the issues that are coming up. One of the issues you said you were particularly interested in is in trade, and that's one of the priorities for Australia. It wants to advance trade liberalisation, and it's focused on some bilateral trade arrangements with Japan, Korea, and it would like to settle one with China, but it's also focused on a regional trading arrangement. For us, it's the Trans-Pacific Partnership. 
But in the case of the other mega regional agreement that's being negotiated is the European US, the TTIP arrangement. What do you think? Where's that at now? Do you think it's got prospects of movement? And some have said that the US are going to try and focus on the TPP first before it then moves to the European. What's your assessment of the situation? I think that probably TPP is more important to the United States than TTIP. President Obama had always this focus on Asia, and probably rightly so. It's a fast-growing region. He feels close ties to the ASEAN countries and other Asian countries. So I think TPP is probably his most important project. The Europeans were really looking forward to a Trans-Pacific partnership. The US was very reluctant to enter it. So it came from Europe, particularly Germany. We have, we feared that we would get irrelevant if we do not have a major transatlantic agreement, that Europe would just focus on itself with low growth. So we really wanted the US to be there. I think we have the major problem would be the US Congress was very um, opposed to free trade agreement. And I think even more so with respect to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, they have a lot of, when they introduced the new bill for trade promotion authority, they have a lot of things that they want the agreements to include, which include state-owned enterprises, currency, transparency, environmental and labor laws. So I think it's going to be very difficult to get TPP through Congress. Um, TTIP may be less so, but we are not as advanced as we are right now with TPP. So it's going to take some time, do you think, that we're not going to see progress immediately? I really think so. I think when Europe started negotiating, we were hoping to fulfill that in two years. I think nobody believes that anymore. We hope four years or even more. Dr. Schmucker, thank you very much indeed. It's been terrific. Thank you very much.